Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this Super Bowl 53 edition of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I preview the big game this Sunday, Rams-Patriots, Super Bowl 53. We look at everything in this game both teams' offenses and defenses, how they stack up against one another, the special teams and how that's going to affect the big game, and, of course, everybody's favorites, the prop bets, everything from how long the National Anthem is going to last, what color the Gatorade is going to be, to some more technical prop bets. It was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Make sure to let us know in the comments. But as always... Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbug Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderbugSports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Let us know what you think in the comments. Here we go. We are live! Welcome to this Super Bowl edition of the Fun V Tailgate presented by ThunderbugSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, and joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, the incredible Manny What's up, buddy? This is it, our last... They call it 2018 football podcast, if you will. I know. Right? A little sad. Sense? A little sad. Putting a bow on the season, if you will. Yeah. You know? We might come back and, and recap the game, you know, give a little analysis, but in off yeah, season. But, but in terms of in terms of like look like well, you, of course. I mean, you know I'm a draft guy, but I'm just saying, I mean, that's you know, it's it's you know, it's a lot. But it's been a wild week watching all the uh, all the press down there. It's incredible what they go, what they do. You know, seeing the teams down there, it's uh it's just got to be a big fun weekend for everybody. You know, that, that's yeah, down it, there. Yeah. It seems like a fun week from all the different, like, I think that's the nice thing about like today's social media age and the fact that like members of the press and media are so like, there's such personalities in and of themselves, like on social media that they show so much more of like the, the behind the scenes type of stuff. So it just looks like, looks like a blast. I mean, the setup looks incredible. I mean, I know yeah. Atlanta isn't, isn't exactly, temperature wise what it was supposed to be but comparatively to the rest of the country it seems like hawaii yeah absolutely yeah i definitely i mean uh, right well that's the other point imagine if it was in minneapolis this uh this year of minnesota imagine how cold that would have been that would have been wild if it was up there so well you know better than anybody that's why they have all the sky bridges right that's what they do right it's so cold up there they don't have a choice it's amazing amazing so um you know good for uh Good for um, um, Atlanta to host it with that beautiful stadium. Really going to get to see it, you know, come Sunday. Um, it's if you haven't seen it yet, it's 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 spectacular, um, it, mesmerizing, if you will. So I mean, it's a great location with the new stadium for a Super Bowl too. Um, they get the flashy ones on there, the flashy ones. So um, and you know, and honestly, the thing about it, like if it was an outdoor stadium, it was just raining in Florida for the Pro Bowl, which really put a damper. 
on the game. Not that I was a big watcher of it, but I tuned in for a little bit and uh, wasn't even fun in the rain. And you could tell even the players were like, damn, um, not really, you know, exactly what we were looking for. So yeah, yeah, remember the one it was Bears Colts that was in Miami and it rained the whole time. Yeah, well, it was yeah, a great that, start to the game. Devin Hester took it all the way back. Yeah, yeah and then, other than that, it was a boring game. Weird halftime. It was Prince at the halftime show, but even he seemed like he didn't want to be there. The normally charismatic, the late great Prince. Yeah, um, yeah kind of a weird. Just we, yeah, it's good that it's it's good that it's in a dome. I would not be shocked. I know they've listed out all the rest of the Super Bowls through the next like four years, but I don't think any of them are non-dome stadiums. I would be shocked to see, except for maybe Levi's Stadium, of a non-dome being yeah, put into the rotation. California not, tends not to have, you know, that kind of issue um, in that in that regard. And it, well, so we know it is in Miami next year, I think, right? Is, it isn't is. that now a dome though, or is it not a dome? I don't think it's a dome. I think it's like a, I think part of it's covered. It's the Hard Rock Stadium. I think like the outside. Oh, you're right. You're right. Not not a dome. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it's going over to the uh, well. I think and then I think it's Tampa Bay the year after. I think they right because yeah because they. Oh yes, wow! So I'm dead wrong. I'm yeah, I'm dead wrong. <laughs> because they pushed the LA. They weren't sure the, the construction was going to be done, so they couldn't guarantee it. So they, uh, okay. they, that's why they, they pushed back the Super Bowl for that reason. Um, and yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I, don't know, I wouldn't say it's a bummer, um, but, you know, I I want to see that new stadium in full force. So it's going to be incredible. Um, yeah. Circle your calendars here. No, right. Um, right. At Los Angeles, hey, it's got, they're lined up through 2024 when New Is Orleans. Is it really that far home. out? I thought it was 2022, yeah. but no. Holy shit. No, yeah, that far out because, yeah, I mean, part of it, it's just a huge undertaking. Um, and yeah, they want to build it up, right? They want to they want to build up the hype, if you will. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's 11th Super Bowl for Miami, which will tie the record with New Orleans. It will then go ahead and, you know, tie it back up in 2024. Um, but they moved the Super Bowl in 2021. So that's that's where that's where it came from. Ah, uh, okay. Right. You know right. the first that like three of the first five Super Bowls that were in New Orleans, uh, but three of like the first five or six were in uh were at Tulane Stadium. The first few were at the Rose Bowl, really? and then yeah. it went to Tulane. Yeah. I don't know if the Superdome had been built yet or not, but yeah, of that eleven, it's like the Superdome. I, I don't know if they've had it in Baton Rouge or not, but it's yeah, the Superdome, Tulane Stadium, and, and it goes on from there. Miami, the only reason why they have different stadiums is because they've gone, they've had it at the Orange Bowl and they've had it at the what the Dolphins play at now. That's had a billion different names that you know used to be Pro Player Stadium where the the Marlins used to play as well. Um, so yeah, wild, wild history of it. Same with Dallas. Dallas said the same thing with the two different Cherry Worlds and all that that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I yeah, I'm at, yeah, and I, I guess I would tell you the 2025 that you they're circling Las Vegas. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, I would think I, Las yeah. Vegas is getting something. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with the NHL All-Star game. I know they haven't announced that yet. Uh, whenever the NBA decides to go there, I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. Major League Baseball has a triple-A team. or a, a, It's not the Mets anymore. Jared and I went over this a couple weeks ago on uh, the 10 Topics 5 Minutes. If you still haven't listened, 
go ahead and do that. But um, there is a AAA team there. So I don't know. It's kind of like Nashville, how Nashville's always in the mix of trying to get a base of getting an MLB team. So maybe Las Vegas becomes another team in there. I feel like now that, that the NHL has had such a, a successful run with it, I feel like the Raiders will do, do fairly well because they still have a ton of fans kind of all over the place. And a Super Bowl there seems like a pretty big slam dunk. Right. Yeah. Is there anybody else that's slated for a new stadium? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Because th- who has an old stadium, right? And you're not tearing down Lambeau Field. You're not tearing down Soldier Field. Um, Mile High is fine. Uh, the Raiders are moving. The Rams are getting a new one. The Chargers are getting a new one. The Chiefs, Arrowhead's fine. Uh, nobody in the and the maybe the Dolphins. That's the only one I could think. Maybe yeah. in the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm, I don't want to run through every single division, but I, I haven't heard All anything. Right. I get that. The Titans would be one. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, the Titans could be there. Maybe they have a good. Um, their their stadium's in a good location, though. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like when you when if you're an owner, you know, you get one of these premier. Then you know, Mile High is pretty old too. Um, yeah. But you, you know, you look at these these new stadiums out there, like wow, you know, they're impressive. Um, and now because you can have stadiums where the 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 domes can close, like almost every new stadium that's built has a dome that closes, right? Yep. Um, and they're they're getting more wild and wild. <laughs> Every time you turn around, so look I'm, at Atlanta. I'm, right, right. I'm definitely interested to see, um, you know what you know these future stadiums because you got to think somebody else at some point is going to build a new one. Um, what about the Texans? We talk about them yet? That, that would be a good. I, I guess their, their fan base isn't as strong, and you know they. they I'm sure For Jerry. A new stadium? Would, I'm sure Jerry would block it because he doesn't want anything bigger than his. So. Yeah, that's a I, – I don't know how old NRG Stadium is because I don't know if when the Texans first came back into it, did they have – like where did the Oilers play back in the day and did they build that stadium specifically for the Texans, in which case it's yeah. less than 20 years old. Uh, right. I mean, football brings in enough cash that you could do exactly what baseball teams are doing now and replace less than two-decade-old stadiums like that. But, right. you know, we, we could see um, – yeah, that's. I mean, that's really interesting of how of you bring up a, a good point on the Texans and their fan base. But we can discuss that on another off-season pod. Let's jump into this game, Matt, because we've we didn't actually talk about the NFC and AFC championship games, but you've everybody's heard to death on everything with those games, whether overtime needs to be changed. What about the penalties? Roger Goodell finally even talked about it. Is there anything, one big thing that you? had a takeaway from that that you want to get your thoughts out um i would say this i don't, I don't the other topics have been beaten to death um one thing no one's talking about is the chiefs lost exactly how we they, we thought they were going to lose in mm-hmm. a shootout with their offense on the bench so it proves you gotta have no matter how great your offense is you've got to have something on the other side of the ball and you know to, to to, to do it, and it doesn't matter if you're at home, you gotta have both all three phases of your game. You know, have to be locked in. Um, I will say this: if you're the Saints, if you're Drew Brees, you're still hicking yourself because you threw a pick in overtime, and 
at the end of the day, that that I mean, I know the, I, I understand the penalty, but that really hurt. Um, that's not a normal thing for him. They are they desperately need the Saints to another weapon on the outside other than Thomas. I think the Rams were able to basically let Thomas get his, if you will, but still shut down the passing game of the Saints, um, who a lot of their offensive struggles have been covered up by that defense who playing well and did play well in that game, as well as their um, running game, their two, their two backs. So I think if you're Sean Payton, you're trying to find an additional weapon or two for Drew, who I think definitely wants to come back. Um, so I'm somewhat bummed because I really wanted the Breeze Brady storyline. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I really wanted to see that as well. But LA brings a lot to the table, I think, uh, in terms of a you know dynamic defense, an interesting offense, which we're going to jump into fairly shortly. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a a bad Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no. Oh, my God. No. I mean, the matchup's still great. You know, you, know, you get the young McVay and a very exciting Rams team against the dynasty. Um, and you know what's going to happen, right? If the Rams win, are they the new dynasty? Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear all about it. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some thoughts that I want to say. I said them with Greg on the, the other night on the Blue Line Icing podcast, but I'll relay them to you. But let's jump into this, Matt. What side of the ball do you want to start on? Now, for those, a little housekeeping. If you don't remember from last year, what we did, at least what we think we did, was we went, uh, we previewed, because we only have to preview two two teams, one game, we're going to do each team's offense, each team's defense, and how they match up against one another. Talk a little special teams as well. Then at the end, we're going to talk a little prop bets for you. You know, some of uh, some of the ways to wet the beak. Maybe have a little fun fact for you at your Super Bowl party. But Matt, where do you want to start in terms of what yeah. unit do you want to preview first? Let's start Ray, Rams offense versus Pat's defense. I like it. I like it a lot. Obviously, um, we got the number one pick from three yep. years ago. Under center, or I guess in shotgun for the Rams offense, Jared Goff. And he's got got a little stable of running backs behind him, as we've seen throughout these playoffs. He does. He does. Everyone knows Todd Gurley, right? Um, one of the best backs in the league, versatile. A little hampered in the last few last month or so with some injuries, though. And then, uh, yep. and then obviously, C.J. Anderson has come on the, uh, the, the snowplow himself, the big, big rumbler. And has done well too, um, but he has allowed that big veteran offensive line to kind of go downhill when he's in the game too. There, and, and, and by the way, just to point out a couple guys, you should, his offensive line, all five starters have played all year together. Very wow. healthy offensive line. Yep, led by uh, one of the one of the best tackles in the game, and Andrew Whitworth, who is is old enough to be my father. Um, <laughs> An underrated Roger Saffold, who who is a very versatile guard, and then John Sullivan has been an excellent excellent center for them. So it's a very good offensive line. They don't get a lot of press, right? When you have stars everywhere else, they're not talking about the offensive line. Um, but yeah, and they're gonna have they're gonna go up against a better than you think Patriots defense. I would have to say that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, and right away, I mean, they, they have a rotation of defensive linemen 
in a good way. They don't have the same necessarily the same pass rush ability as say the Eagles rotation, but they are as deep as the Eagles were. The guy, yes. yeah, I would tell you the guy that I'm watching for on the Patriots side of the ball, pass rush wise, is Trey Flowers. Their yeah. left defensive end. And by the way, they are a unique team. They play four three. They play three four. They play four four. They play two four. Um, everyone stands up. They're all over the map when it comes to their defensive formations, which throws off cornerbacks, court quarterbacks, throws off offensive linemen. Um, it's a very intelligent Patriots defense. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And they obviously have that veteran set of. I mean. Sec- of, D- of D-backs, of linebackers, Patrick Chun, Devin McCourty, Stephon Gilmore, Dante Hightower. Uh, Jason McCourty is, is your other cornerback there. Kyle Van Noy and Elandon. Il- Am I spelling that, uh, pronouncing that name right? Elandon Roberts as their yeah. middle linebacker, their Mike linebacker. And you said it perfectly. They can go 4-3, 3-4, Really, if they want to go nickel at you, they can do that well. And they can really defend you. You know, pretty sharply. I mean, the one thing that that the Patriot way has shown us is that they know how to go next guy up, and I mean, they know how to be smart yeah. and and pick yeah. you apart one way, one right. bit at a time. Yeah, they also have a lot of really good. They have a lot of. They have surprisingly more number of uh, first rounders. Malcolm Brown, Danny Shelton, Adrian Claiborne, this guy coming off the bench for them, uh, a great run stuffer. First-round pick, jumped around the league a little bit, but he's kind of finding a home here. Um, and you mentioned Kyle Van Noy, and you got to watch him. He's highly underrated, kind of, to be honest. Dante Hightower is the high-paid linebacker on this team. Kyle Van Noy might be the best yep. um, in terms of what he Leads the team in, or tied for the lead in sacks in the postseason with yep. two, with Trey Flowers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fast. And a forced fumble. Fast. Yep. Um, you mentioned Devin McCourty. We, we know how good he is. And everyone talks about Stephon Gilmore, and he's great. Um, but in terms of a corner that stepped up, it would be J.C. Jackson, who's mm. very you know. And so this is a, a young guy who's come in and played really well against some really good players. Rookie yep. out of Maryland, six-one, uh, so he's got some size to him. But we've seen him get involved quite a bit. Um, he's definitely a guy that Belichick likes, um, and, and Jonathan Jones. Um, but they just kind of rotate through. Um, a lot of guys. So you're going to see them matching up against, I don't want to say a somewhat depleted Rams skill position set here, um, but no no Cooper Cup is the guy I'm really thinking about. Um, yeah. They still, I mean, they should against the Saints. They still have Brandon Cooks. They still got Robert Woods. Right. Josh Reynolds has stepped in pretty well, and he's a guy. We talked about a little bit coming into the NFC Championship game. He can – he can run the ball. He can he can run out into into you know different through different formations. Uh, really, just that name of the game for that Rams offense. They like to to trick it up a little bit and yeah. get some of those receivers involved in the run game. All three of those guys I mentioned on the wide receiver end have been able to do that. Um, uh-huh. What does concern me a little bit for the Rams is Tyler Higby's had – he has a touchdown. He has the only receiving touchdown for the Rams this postseason. But I'm not sure how he will do against that linebacking core that the yeah. – that the, I almost said the Ravens. That the Patriots will, <laughs> will bring out against them. Uh, so, I mean, that's probably one area to watch is how do the Rams approach the air game because they've done very well on the ground. 
but their air game, they're going to need to get involved a little more because the Patriots are going to start stuffing you up if you try to just keep shoving the C.J. Anderson down your throat and then to get Todd Gurley to try to shake and bake you. They're going to figure that out and really make it so that you, if not three and out, you're only getting maybe one or two first downs before you're punting it. No, definitely. I would point Tyler Higby came out, uh, actually a Western Kentucky guy, so kind of unknown, and it was pretty highly right, pretty highly touted. Um, fourth round pick kind of became more of a blocking tight end. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna pick if there's a tight end that could give them a little bit of a mismatch problem, it would be Gerald Everett. Their quote unquote backup yep. leads the tight end group in receiving yards. Um, he's a, he's a second round pick a year ago. So he definitely has some skills. He's more of a move tight end at just 6'3", 240. Um, to, similar to a former disgraced Patriot, um, at least in Aaron Hernandez. That's what they would like Everett to be. So he's a guy that you might see McVay go to once in a while on ISO, line up by himself. So just watch him. If you see him, um, you, you know, you know, out there, he's moving around. He's doing stuff. Um, he's definitely a guy to, to pay attention to, if you will, um, when he's out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's going to be, like you had mentioned, Jordan, it's going to be definitely a chess match. You've got one of the best defensive minds in the game in Bill Belichick, one of the best offensive minds in Sean McVay. They're going to want to move each other around. Um, the Patriots aren't the kind of team to me that's going to get fooled with that jet sweep a lot. But sometimes even if you know it's coming, you can't stop it. Um, and we know McVay puts together a really good game plan. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun matchup on that side of the ball, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, um, I totally yeah. agree. And I mean, that's a really good point. I think the jet sweep might be. I don't know if that's the ultimate X factor. I still think that tight end plays probably, but the jet sweep. I think if the Rams can start getting that going, or all they need is one, right? Uh, that could be that could be a difference maker for him, but I think I like the the New England. If I had to give a a one side or the other, I would give the edge to the New England defense specifically because of what their secondary can do, uh, along with the pass rush. But their secondary, I think, ends up being yeah. the ultimate the ultimate uh, driver in this one. All right, yeah, they got they got to find a way to get to. Jared Goff, which is not always easy because the way, you know, they're set up um, in this case. No, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, before we go to offense, let's touch on the special teams real quick. Yeah, I love that idea. Both teams have very very good kickers. Steve Goskowski has kind of had an off year for him, if you will. Um, he's been Mr. Consistent since Vinatieri left, really. Um, 20, 27 to 32, long of 52 this year. Only missed one extra point. Greg Zerloin is one of the best kickers in the game when healthy, but he's really battled some injuries this year. Um, mm-hmm. 27 to 31, though, just hasn't kicked as much in and out of lineup early in the season. Um, I don't think there's really a big advantage here. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think that's much of a push, as you mentioned. They're two two of the better better kickers in the game. Yeah, uh, Zerloin obviously had that mega kick against the Saints. Uh, obviously, in, in you know the Superdome, a little bit different environment. Uh, you know, depends on what Atlanta's going to bring in there with you know crowd factor, the the big game factor, and you know if if there is anything else to to try to calculate in. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I don't really think. I think it's a push in terms yeah. of uh, any sort of edge. Yeah. 
Ryan Allen is a fine punter for New England. Decent guy. He's not as good, though, as Johnny Hecker, who yeah. is one hell of a punter. So definitely think the edge in the punting game, which really does matter, especially in big games like the playoffs. And, and not only that, Hecker is also the kind of guy, about 6'5", 240, by the way. They don't make him that big. Um he got a little trick at you. He's he's got some. He's got the ability to uh, to to throw the ball, to run the ball. I mean, he's not. They're not scared to use him like that. So I'll be interested to see uh, what they do there. He's he's dec- he's a pretty good punter. I think they definitely have the edge there. Uh, may not matter a ton in this game, but you never know. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the special teams more so than any. I know we've had high scoring playoff games over the last probably couple couple postseasons but i have a feeling this game is going to be more of what we thought or at least i thought for three quarters of the patriots chiefs game is going to be this this chess match low scoring and a lot of it's going to come down to field position and what do you do to either capitalize or pull yourself up by your bootstraps and I mean, the punting game is going to be a big part of that. So yeah. if Johnny well, Hecker ends up having to to pin him back and that's what gives that defense a bit of an edge, you know, could be big. Oh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and speaking of field position, I think this is one area that the Patriots have a big advantage on is their return game with both Julian Edelman and uh, yeah. uh, Cordell Patterson. These are two of the best in the game um, as compared to JoJo Natson for the Rams, who, who's got some explosiveness, but he doesn't have the pedigree of the other two. I think that's a huge win in this case mm-hmm. for for the um, uh, for the Patriots. And you could yeah, see – not even a touchdown, but just 20 or 30 yards on a return is a huge way to flip field position. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah see, I totally I, agree I, with you. Yeah. You, put, you put it pretty well. Cordell Patterson in the postseason has – an average of 25 yards of kick return as long as this 38, which, I mean, think about that. He's either taking it out of the end zone and getting yourself to the point of where a touchback would be, so then making a kickoff team have to you know go get him, or he's getting around the five-yard line and he's taking it up to the 30, just giving the Patriots oh so much more. You know, or less room to work with, but more, right. you know, more, you know, better, better field position, more of an advantage. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a huge factor. Um, but let's jump to the side of the ball where everyone really wants to tune in. Yep, they want to see this. Um, that's Tom Brady and ten other guys. <laughs> ten other guys. Again, <laughs> against. Against a really good, I'd say really good. I would say a good defense of the Rams. I, they have some players, but I, I, and and we'll go through some of them. Um, I, I'm pretty fired up about it, though. I am as well. I think this is definitely the, as you mentioned, the marquee matchup of the Rams defense versus Tom Brady. What will he do? How will he use his arsenal? of shifty wide receivers, Rob Gronkowski, another stable, a sneaky stable of wide of running backs. And I say sneaky, knowing that Sony Michelle has had five touchdowns in two games. But and let's talk about that really quickly, because Sony Michelle having two touchdowns in a game after having three seems like 
the ultimate anti-Belichick. He normally sits people if they have three. It's like, nah, we can't. We can't have a guy. We can't have a guy <laughs> doing really well after a game in Seattle, in Super Bowl, in L.A., L.A., L.A. But yeah, so these guys. I mean, no, not the Patriots. Or, or no, these guys. Yes, the Patriots. <laughs> I'm tongue-tied. They got a lot to work with, and they have the greatest quarterback of all time to you know pull the strings and make this all work. You know, and he, I mean, we thought the Chiefs defense would give him some room to work with. We thought the Chargers defense could stifle him. And both times, Brady's come out and he just acts like he's playing fucking Madden on rookie mode. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things the Patriots do better than any other organization is they build their teams to go against what everyone else is doing. So the rest of the league is getting faster, right? They're spreading them people out. Patriots went ahead and drafted Tony Michelle. And they have a fullback, James Devlin. And they have, you know, a couple big tight ends. Wayne Allen, Rob Gronkowski. So now they're saying, great, your defense, and we're getting the Rams are the perfect example of this, is built to deal with the speed of modern-day offenses. When you look at the Rams, okay, when you think of their linebacking core, Mark Barron, Corey Littleton, these guys are undersized. Dante Fowler is an undersized defensive end. Um, they're built to, to – you don't have the personnel to hang with this team. That's what, the, that's what they did it against the Chargers where they ran it right at un, these undersized, basically safeties, masquerading as linebackers, and they did the same thing against the Chiefs. And no one, you don't. Not, not every team has that kind of personnel to stop the run game, which is yep. why Sonny Michelle keeps getting the carries and why Burkhead comes in the game. And then, by the way, out of nowhere, James White's in the backfield catching, you know, fifteen catches. You know, so it's it's a credit to what Belichick builds and, and Josh McDaniels, who has a huge say in it, and Brady's ability to say, "I'm good with just turn around and handing it off." I put the heavy dose of run early uh, for the Patriots, and and. James Devlin's a guy as fullback who's going to be huge here. And really, Rob Gronkowski as a blocking tight end is going to be huge as well. Um, oh, yeah. He, and he has been elite at it all year. Yeah, that's definitely one part of Gronk's game because you hear you know, how well he's done, how many touchdowns he can get. But he is one of the premier blocking tight ends in the NFL. That I mean, that's probably the, the least talked about part of the Patriots offense is how good yeah. he right does in that aspect of the game and why they're able to get so much production out of the running backs in both just a straight north-south run or whether it's a stretch or even just a swing pass. I mean, that makes a huge difference. And this is a really underrated Patriots offensive line. Um, You know, I expect them to have more success against a great Los Angeles pass rush um, than you would expect. You know, David Andrews, uh, Joe Thune in the middle, Shaq Mason are really good interior offensive linemen. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, so I expect him to blow up a couple plays. But they're going to be stout enough, I think, to help Tom back there. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but and, and, uh, yeah, and that's really I, – I just think – I think that there's a little bit of an underrated team with the Patriots in general. Um, that being said, though – I did bring up the fact that they have some undersized guys, the Rams do defensively, 
They still have a ton of talent, starting with Akeem Tlaib and Marcus Peters on the outside, who should by themselves be able to shut down Patterson or Philip Dorsett or Chris Hogan or even slide mm-hmm. inside and handle Julian Edelman. But these corners are much better than the Chiefs' corners and much better than the Chargers' corners that they've faced in the past. Um, I think that matters in this case. I think they're going to put up – you know, they, they've got the, the, the horses on the outside to keep up with the Patriots. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think their secondary brings a lot to the table. And, you know, and, and similarly to what we were talking about before, I think they can also really work in some of those other guys outside of Tlaib and Peters. Um, you know, some of their backups, I think, can really make an impact. We talked a little about Sam Shields as a returner, but he's you know been a been a pretty good been a pretty good defensive player for them as well, getting in and making a bit of an of an impact here and there. Um, so you know if they need to go into a nickel formation or if they need to you know really cover up and and give Tulib a break or give Peters a break, I, you know they're not necessarily put into a position where you know they're scrambling trying to figure out what are we going to do to cover you know, the X, the Y, and the Z uh, of their, you know, of the Patriots offense. So I certainly think that they can keep up. It's just a matter of how does Tom Brady figure out or are, really, I'm going to reverse this. Are the Rams going to try to trick Tom Brady? And if so, are they going to be able to keep that up to the point that Tom doesn't catch on? And immediately, immediately start picking it, picking off and picking apart all of those different tricks. Right, right, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I just looked it up, by the way. In terms of interior sacks given up by the Patriots this year, mm-hmm. they allowed two in the opener to Texans DJ Reader. One since then, since then, Whoa. that was in week nine. Oh my god! So that's three total. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a big deal. Um, the other big one, deal. yeah, uh, oh yeah. Um, I, I expect that to change a little bit in this game, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I, I Aaron also Donald, you, even Sue, Sue's had a better season than than their better postseason than he did regular season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that the Rams are an aggressive secondary, so I think uh, you know it, 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 play action could hurt them if they can if they can establish the running game. Um, there's a lot of things there though. Yeah. I mean, what do you think is going to be the biggest X factor of this showdown or really who do you think will be that X factor? Yeah. Um, oh man, I can't just pick Brady. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Hey, not a total. Thing. You could, I, I mean, it's not, no, it's not out of the realm, but he's the more of the factor. I think the X factor is I, – I think it's Patriots wide receiver, uh, What I mean, other than Julian Edelman. So, you know, and I guess what I mean by that is is, is, is Chris Hogan or Dorsett or Patterson or really, I mean, honestly, James White. But is somebody going to step up and be another go-to for Brady outside of Edelman? And, and we're hoping Gronk if he shows up. Um, I think the Patriots have to have another wide receiver step up. Because if not, they're going to be able to lock down Edelman, which is not always easy to do. You know, he somehow gets open, even though you know he's getting the ball. But I, I think it's a big deal um, for this team. So I would say Patriots receiver, whoever that may be, somebody's going to get opportunities, and they're going to have to step up. 
Yeah, I like that idea. That's mine for the Pats, right? Yeah. Do you do you have one you were thinking of? Yeah, I was I was thinking outside of Sony Michelle, who is going to be the the wide receiver to really step up for the Patriots, or not the wide receiver, the running back. Excuse me, you had wide receivers on my brain to step up for him, or is it even there's or you know is somebody going to take that you know take the the top mantle spot from Michelle? along you know along the lines of being that number one like we were talking about a little bit you know is it going to be james white getting those swing passes getting those outside plays and is he going to be the ultimate x factor there what's burkhead gonna do i mean he's been you know he's had a good postseason you know after missing a lot of time in the uh in the regular season um and you know i think that's gonna be a big part of it i mean they like to mix in james devlin a fullback a fullback into this i mean are they going to run power eye for a bit? We talked about a lot of run out of the game. Well, I'm going to tell you what one of the things that this team does is they take Devlin um, and they they move him around the formation. Um, they don't move to leave and Peters basically play on the outside. If you know, and they're they're going to they're going to force some uncomfortable situations with Devlin because he's going to end up motioning into the backfield. Um, and suddenly, you know, you've got undersized linebackers back there, which is why my X factor for the Rams is 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 their middle linebacker. I would say Littleton, even over Mark Barron, is gonna he's gonna have to have a huge run stuffing game to deal with this. Um, you know, we'll see. They're one of the few teams that uses a fullback to the extent that they do, but Devlin makes is able to and even throw him the ball from time to time. Yeah, um, he's not, they're not afraid to give it to him. Um, and it's also what they do in terms of they'll motion Devlin all the way out to the outside, forcing the the the, the Rams to leave. Why he he's going to be guarded by Talib or taken Talib out of the game because of the way the Rams line up their off uh, defense. That'd be very interesting. Um, and it's how Brady's going to determine if it's man to man or zone, and it's going to be fascinating to watch that. Okay, yeah, I like that a lot. It, it's it's yeah, it's definitely going to be. Um... It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to watch this specific aspect of the game. I don't want to discount the Patriots defense versus the Rams offense because, I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun too. If the Patriots defense can't get it done, we might be in for, you know, some something where the over gets hit. We're going to go over some of those bets in just a second. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of people talk about, you know, I don't know if I want to watch the Patriots in another Super Bowl I don't want to watch the Rams. The Saints should have been in. They got screwed. I think this is going to be a great game. I like, too, that the NFL isn't spoiling all their commercials this year. I mean, they just announced that there's going to be what the commercials might be, that they're going to do one for the 100th season for next year with 44 former players. Um, but not a lot of not a lot of advertisers are, are revealing their commercials. Remember, that was a trend for, you yeah, know. A couple have. I hate that. I hate yeah, that. I didn't like that either. I mean, last year I was at a bar, so I didn't even pay attention to any of the commercials. But right. you know, two two yeah. years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I mean, they were on YouTube at this point. It kind of made commercial breaks, regular commercial breaks at that point. <laughs> made it time for me to go get another beer, maybe get another <laughs> you know another sandwich, do whatever of whatever fine foods your parents were serving at the Super Bowl party. Uh, you know, but I'm excited for this game. It, it's it's weird talking to friends about planning for an actual party rather than for, you know, a bar or for you going to the game and all that sort of stuff. So I'm really excited for it. 
And do you want to do picks now or do you want to do picks after we do prop bets? We can do picks now. Okay. All right. Who do you got? I'm taking, I'm taking the Patriots. I'm also taking the Patriots okay. because, A, I objectively think they're going to win. But, okay. B, I do not want the Rams to fucking win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't want Sean McVay being crowned the next wonderkin, oh, the next right. mad scientist genius of the NFL, the next Bill Belichick. I don't want this to be the start of a, of a dynasty. I don't want Jared Goff being thought of. I don't want the – narrative when the if i don't think the rams and the eagles are playing each other next year but whatever the next time that the rams and the eagles play each other uh oh carson wentz and jared goff oh to you know super bowl blah, 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 all this stuff no if, if if jared goff is an incredible game against the patriots then i will gladly eat my words but i need to see something huge out of him before i crown him as the Rams won because they traded for the first overall pick, and the Eagles should have tried to get the first pick instead of the second and not yeah. take Carson Wentz. Yeah. There's a lot of selfishness in me want, in me rooting for the for the Patriots as an Eagles fan, even though I objectively think the Patriots are going to win. But Sean McVay, don't want him to be the next wonderkind, and I want Carson Wentz to still be the crown jewel of the 2016 NFL draft. Right. I, I would like, I'm with you there. Um, I like uh, 20... I would like a 31 to 23 game. If like the Patriots score late to put it away and then pick off golf late. So I'm, I'm yeah. 31 to 23 is where I'm sitting at there. So 31, 23 would be 51 points, which would be, I believe, and I'm pulling the number up now. Yeah. It, that would be under the line is currently it's gone down. It's opened at 58 and a half. The over under line is 56 and a half. The Patriots are two and a half point favorites. I agree with you. I think they cover uh, to cover the two and a half point spread. I'm going to go under with you as well. Um, I'm going to go a little le- less scoring. I'm going to think it's going to be like 24, 17. They win by a touchdown, but okay. really a, a grinded out game. Maybe it's, maybe it's seven, seven after the first quarter. And we're really seeing some back and forth, not necessarily punts. We might see some drives that stall out, you know, midfield and whatnot. Maybe, you know, maybe a couple field goals here. But, yeah, I, I, the under – I think we're getting back into, you know, old-timey football and and the, the low-scoring postseason game. The over hits, you know, nothing you can do there. Life's too short to bet the under. So I'm not going to be officially betting that except in prop bets, which we are about to move to in a second. But, you know, I can't yeah. wait for – I can't wait for Sunday. We're going to talk about our, our weekend plans at the very end of this that uh, are going to – Inhibit a little bit of our Super Bowl watching plans. But, Matt, let's jump to prop bets. And you want to tell our friends about our about our favorite place to place our prop bets? Yeah, you, you can place all official and you can even create unofficial prop bets at our one of our big-time sponsors here with this podcast, and that's Schneckbook. Um, he is active now, taking bets all the way up. You can even place a coin toss prop bet while the coin is in the air. And he will honor that at a nice 50%, just like the odds, bookie fee. Uh, So get involved. Make some money. There are some incredible prop bets you can put some money down. Um, So hit up our boy Logan over at Checkbook. Yep, Uh, and make sure you use the promo code RAVAGE. And that's how you get to that 50% fee. Normally he's at, what is it, 75%? He lowered it from 90. 
He was yes. being nice, holiday spirit, January, lowered to 75. He's lowered it even further to 50 if you use promo code RAVAGE. <laughs> but, Matt, let's look at some prop bets. Probably one of the more fun parts of the Super Bowl, whether or not you're the biggest football fan in the world, like you are, or you're just this casual fan, don't really watch a lot of football, but you love the Super Bowl, you love the commercials, and you love to fill out a piece of paper that somebody might stick in front of you for five bucks and see if you win some money. A lot start? of different things. A lot of different bets on here. I'm going to look. We have the same sheet that we're looking at. I'm. We obviously have the coin toss. We have Super Bowl MVP. Boring, boring. Yeah. Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first? That's kind of boring. Um, oh, this, okay, I like this one, the first one. How many plays will Tony Romo correctly <laughs> pick during the game? Over seven and the and odds on this are incredible. The over se- the line seven and a half, and it's favored. It's seven and a half. It's minus one forty. It's an even bet to go to dig the under there. Well, you have to think that Tony is also taking a look at prop bets, so he can clearly predict a punt and a kick. So if he just wants to make himself some money, he yeah. should jump on there, put you know, put his money down as uh, as uh, you know, make his name uh, Roni Tomo, and then he can make quite a bit of money by just guessing the kickoffs alone. Yep. I like the, but I like the over on this. He has. I like incredible. the over as well. Even if he's not pulling the Al Michaels, who does look at prop bets to know when to say, how many times to say deflate gate and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Which is nice that it's on CBS because we're going to get Jim and, and we're going to get him with giving the tie out and, and all that sort of stuff. Right, no, he only does that in college basketball. But this, it's, this is one of the years of Jim where he goes from the Super Bowl to March Madness to the Masters and really just sticking it to all the other American males out there. But that, that's a good one to kick off with. The next one is what will Tony Romo be doing at the start of the 2009 NFL season? The heavy favorite is continuing his, his TV analyst career. We have playing in the NFL is the next odds coaching versus an offensive coordinator, which is plus 500, a little, nice five to one bet. Then coaching is a defensive coordinator. Now, Matt, this comes in at 16 to 1 for the odds. Is this thrown on there basically to kind of as a as a jab at Tony that he he could read defenses so well he knew to throw the ball to him? No. Oh, actually, it came up because I believe Wayne Phillips was asked how to stop Tom Brady. And he said, I need to have an earpiece with Tony Romo on the other end giving me the plays he's going to run. So to make a good point, you know. You always think you got to have a defensive mind to be a defensive coordinator. Yep. And an offensive mind to be an offensive coordinator. But who knows how to beat a defense best? The defense, right? They know where their holes are. There is something to be said about, I, I'm sure a team is going to try it, switch it. You know, hey, let's make our defensive coordinator an offensive coordinator, like a former yeah. offensive guy, right? Now, not maybe not an offensive coordinator as much as an off, a defensive play caller would be. I think if they worded as play caller, I'd take it a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a that's oh, a good call. Yeah, sixteen to one though. Intriguing enough that you might throw throw a couple bucks here and there. The next two were linked in prop bets. Uh, the first is how many times will Ted Raff be mentioned during the broadcast, which is an over under of thirty of uh, three point five. Then it's how many replays will be shown of Ted Raff holding Sean McVay back. No, I even said it, Sean McVay. Sean McVay back during the game. Now, Matt, do you want to explain to 
everybody who Ted Rath is. Yeah, so I believe he's official. To, is he? Is he? Is he officially? Is he a trainer or a strength and conditioning coach? I think he's strength and conditioning. Conditioning coach. So his job, though, during the game, because he's already done all the strength and conditioning, is to ensure that Sean McVay doesn't run onto the field or run into an official. So he stands behind Sean McVay, and literally when McVay goes through something, he grabs him by his own waist, like his own pants, and pulls him back. And he does it all the time, and he does it 24-7, and quite frankly, it looks pretty difficult to do. Um, yeah, McVay, low-key, very fit, big ball yeah. muscle. Well, if you guys didn't know, Sean McVay played wide receiver for Miami of Ohio. In fact, not only that, he played wide receiver in a game against Julian Edelman, who was the quarterback for Kent State. You want, you want me to one-up you on that? You can. Go ahead. Do you know who he beat out for State Player of the Year in Georgia? I do not. He beat out Calvin Johnson Whoa. for player of the year in the state of Georgia. Well, I got to tell you something. Calvin never got as far as McVay, and I love Megatron. Georgia was on to something there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love all those crazy Georgia fun facts of high school athletes. Like when a pitcher hits a home run in a game, they're like, yeah, this guy's from Cobb County, and he led the, he led the county in home runs from sophomore to senior year. And all I did was hit like a little bloop shot opposite field <laughs> across the way for like the Padres or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia high school athletes, though, apparently the greatest in the world. So Ted Rath, we got two bets there. Uh, I think the over on Ted Rath being mentioning, similarly to Tony Romo correctly predicting, uh, this was an Al Michaels bet that line would be way higher. Uh, but I take the over on on the both the mention and replace of it because I think that's definitely. That's a good one to get the to get the the casual fan involved because they'll just hear about oh my god he's got a holdback guy and and we got to show him a ton so I think the director is going to be a little keyed in on that. Yeah, yeah, I would say um, I guess it depends on how you define a replay because it's if a re, if it's if a, it's is if it's of a replay of Sean McVay and and he just happens to be in the background. I don't know if it's going to be an interesting one to see how Vegas handles that. Um, yeah, it, that, that's the intriguing thing about a lot of these prop bets is that it could be something yeah. where if if they decide, you know, Tony Romo decides to call, oh, yeah, they're going to be – Jim, it looks like they're going to be punting it to the right, and he punt, they punt it to the right. Are they going right. to count that as a yeah. you know, punt right, punt left, all that? You know? right. So right. it doesn't have to be explicitly him pulling Sean McVay back to the point right. where Jim Nance is saying, oh, let's take a look at Ted Rath here pulling him right. back. Hello, friends. He's giving yeah. him the old hello on his waistband. Right. right, right, yeah. Number of good prop bets for the national anthem, but the one I like the best is: Will any scoring drive take less time than it will take for Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? That this one, is such a great bet. Yeah, like yeah, it's that's pretty interesting. Basically, it's yeah. going to require a big play, um, but it, and that, that's a really once again though is that time off the game clock or just total time? And once again, I think that's time. probably the, I think that's drive time. I don't think that's I don't think that's actual, you know, I don't think it's actual minutes and seconds of, of real life because okay. the over under for the, the time for her to sing and it's heavily favored for her to hit the over is a minute and 47 seconds. That's basically saying that somebody's throwing a bomb as soon as they get a kickoff or they return the kickback for a touchdown. All right. Uh, you, you have a really slim chance there. And the fact that it's minus 110 is yes. 
tells me it's probably actual game time, not real time. Yeah, yeah. The other one that the NES one's pretty much on there every year is what color will the liquid be that is poured on the game-winning coach? Yeah, this is a really interesting one. So you get yellow, lime, green, whatever you want to call it. It's the favorite, plus 225. Orange at 300, blue at 375, which is ahead of red and clear slash water, which is at 4-1. to one. I would have thought water would be second. At least over blue. Um, because yeah, blue, blue, is, blue being higher than red to me is shocking. Red Raid, Red Raid's a favorite of a lot of athletes out there. Purple yeah. Gatorade's 10-1. to one. I mean, what the – is that just the Ravens the only team to drink it? Is that what they're trying to tell us here? I, I don't know. I know that's weird. I, yeah, but then again, I don't drink purple Gatorade either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let me ask you, why is there a Bitcoin one on here? What is the uh, – Oh, what will happen to the price of it? I don't know. Is there some connection between Mercedes-Benz Stadium and Bitcoin? I have no idea. Uh, that one, is this I don't just, even know how to is this just a hot, hot in the streets topic that they want to involve the millennials in? Because yeah, it's wait, both, the, both are. Oh, I said a hot in the streets topic because millennials love no. Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm actually because the I odds are both minus, so it's telling you it's yeah. basically a coin flip here. The one right. right before that, the will a fan run onto the field during a game? That's such a crapshoot, but it's eight to one. Yes. I'd almost want to throw like 20 bucks on just for shits and giggles. Cause if a fan runs onto the field, then you make a little bit of money and otherwise oh, yeah. it's just 20 bucks you're throwing away. I think the problem is, you know, with the security there, they may never make it far enough for the cameras to pick it up. That's a really good point. So that's, that's a why. very good point. Yeah. yeah they've the had one, that and they've done a good job. Who, what, where was it at one of the Chiefs games? Somebody ran onto the field in the divisional round. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yep. they showed it quickly on the pan out of the touchdown, but it was it wasn't talked about on the broadcast. The only reason why it was brought up is I think the Bleacher Report put out something about the fan and they used a bunch of different people's twitters to to show what was happening. I was at wow. a game that a fan ran onto the field when I was in Toronto. Couldn't find anything about it. It had nothing to do with the baseball game. It was an animal rights protest. But wow. yeah, we just saw them run on. Their sign was facing the other way because we were sitting in the outfield. And yeah, we tried to look up what it said, and there was nothing. So Canada yeah. must not like to to broadcast their their oh. protesters. No, I did not know that. Not that. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So we have know, another could... one, another 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 securities based one. We have the S and P five hundred for Monday, uh, which you have to bet that you're basically betting one of four things: who wins and is it up or down. So Patriots win and it's up. Patriots win and it's down. Both of which are uh the favorites at two to one and then rams win it's up and rams win it's down both are plus 270 i mean i don't know why this is segregated into four different props um maybe just so that you're you could argue that the patriots with their connections would be the right and the rams being in la would be the left Right. So if you so think, you're saying the left means it's going down. I mean, that's not a. There's no real like Democrat Republican. Yeah. Okay. So if you but, would assume that uh, that most Republicans are rooting for the Patriots, then you they would, buy, they're buying stocks the next day. Uh, they would be they would be excited for the day, and if they lose, then they're going to be sad, and Trump's going to tweet something about it, and then uh -oh. if if it, right, so that's where I. But once again. I mean, I gotcha. I gotcha. I we're, 
I'm looking into it pretty deeply here. Yeah, you're you're getting in. We're getting some Pepe Silva territory. I think yeah. I, I need a side video of this to go Manatee's Manatee's tinfoil hat board of well, pointing out what's happening. If you want to make some money? Go back and take out the last the five Patriots Super Bowls. What happened the next day in the S and P? Take a look. Never know. I do not know the answer. Yeah, it's a good call. You can just run the numbers and see. Uh, you know, one way or the other. Don't look at what might have happened in the world on that day. Don't have no idea. Just look at specifically who won the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, look at what happened right. when the Red Sox won the World Series, when the Celtics won the NBA title, when the Bruins won the Cup. All makes sense. So now we're getting into the halftime show props. We're getting into a lot of Maroon 5. Yeah. Matt, do any of these intrigue you? No. I, I don't know anything about Maroon 5, so I'm kind of – watch the halftime show, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, we're getting Adam Adam Levine's shirt. We're getting uh, – is he wearing a hat? Uh, big boy. Ooh, if, I want to see big boy come out. That is one of the prop bets here. Uh, that'd be fun. Christine Aguilera making an appearance. Is she from Atlanta or is that just a voice reference? I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I, I, that one didn't make any sense to me either. I, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. All right, so now we're getting into specific – or more specific play prop bets, which this is a, a little more of the advanced category, if you will, Matt. I like this first one, and it's basically Julian Edelman is probably the, the non-QB, but will a non-QB throw a touchdown? Yes, it's three and a half to one. No, it's is one to six. I like that one. I think that's a a good prop to think about. Um, I don't know. Which way, which way would you go on that one? Yeah, I, I'd probably – I mean, it's another one that you almost want to say, like, yeah, three and a half, uh, but the, that, that's not enough of a squeeze because you – I don't think there's going to be a lot of trick plays. I think the trickiest play is maybe a fake punt or a jet sweep. I don't think we're getting that Julian Edelman gets a screen and throws a pass on yeah, this. Yeah, I don't see that either, I guess. Actually, honestly, the one guy I might think would do it would be Johnny Hecker, the punter. But he's not going to throw a touchdown. He would just throw. Yeah, a exactly. Touchdown. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, QB throws for 400 or more. That's got to – I would play the over on that. You would you? You you go yes. Any QB. Yeah, I think one of the two gets there. Just well, I don't know. I guess now that I think about it. Hmm. Now that I think maybe not, maybe because of the running games of both teams. Huh. That's kind of interesting now. Yeah. Maybe I might take the under. Yeah. My, minus 450 to do that. That juice is not worth the squeeze for me. As is the next one. Will a touchdown be overturned by replay? That's kind of getting into, you know, the the topic, <laughs> hot topic of the day. Minus 200 for no which you yeah. almost think the NFL would, you know, it, it's almost it's almost trying to again go put your tinfoil hat on and think what's Roger Goodell thinking as we enter into the final, you know, the final game of the season. So uh, right. I don't know there. Yeah, I like uh, the plug be a little You see the doink doink one? No, I did well, not either, see. There's well, a doink either, doink one. Well, it's not a doink. Well, either kicker hit the upright or crossbar and a missed field goal or extra point. Ooh. I like All that. Right. It just bring me back to the Eagles, I guess. Yeah, I like that. But uh, go, will there be a player go. ejected? Eh, probably not. These are well, yeah. maybe to Lieber Peters. They're pretty hotheads. But I got. I think I've got my favorite one though. 
Okay. Will the Chick-fil-A franchise in Mercedes-Benz Stadium be open on Super Bowl Sunday? That's They've already said no. I don't think Chick-fil-A is letting them keep it open. I don't know if I saw – I don't know if they said that yet. How? That, there's no way that would be – I'm pretty sure Chick-fil-A like, came out and said no exceptions. We're closing it. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had saw that I had saw that it hadn't been made yet. Well, if you know that, I put I get it on no quick. Make what you can. Yeah, I mean your odds are already pretty fucked. It's minus eleven hundred. So you're, I mean you're if you're betting a hundred bucks, you're making ten dollars. It's not not really worth my my uh, my squeeze there. Uh, Super Bowl team visit the White House. I mean that's just a guess or check. Um, will the roof be open for kickoff? We talked about this a little bit. Eh, no. We'll get two. All right, so we're, we're going to skip some of these penalty ones because they're – I mean, they're, they're some flea flicker penalty for roughing the passer. Yes, there's going to be. I don't know how that's – I like. I don't the, know how that's plus 105. I like the which commercial will appear first. Turkish Airlines. That's what I was about to get to. Yeah, we're getting we're getting matchups. Oh, there's a whole of, lot of these. Whole yeah, we're getting matchups of which crap. commercials come to. Matt, we almost sh- we should have looked at this and created a March Madness bracket of Super Bowl ads of huh. who's going to come in. Yeah, Whoa. I mean, there's ten on this. Or no, there's twelve. We could do. We could give a uh, a buy to Turkish Airlines and to Expensify, or the winner of those matchups, and then. And go there, but at Turkish Airlines, WeatherTech—that's uh, just guessing. I mean, why is Turkish Airlines minus five hundred? That's what I'm asking. Why isn't it like Pringles, Del- Doritos, or Bubbly Pep- Pepsi, which are both minus one twenty, minus one thirty-five? There's something we don't know about Turkish Airlines. Somebody might I be pulling some strings there, man. No idea. I'm, I'm woke at this. I, I got nothing, dude. I wouldn't touch it. This is for the true dege- true degenerates here. If you're going this, yeah, we're oh wow, we're getting a lot of which which comes first. Yeah, we definitely could make a uh, a nice little a nice little March Madness bracket. That'd be a fun one to do of super all time Super Bowl commercials. I don't know if that's been it's probably been done before, but that'd be remember how that was a hot topic last year in April after the yeah. after March Madness. We should come up with one of those for next year. We can make it. We can make it work. Yeah, we could make it work. But Matt, any other ones you're taking a look at? No, I like the, the beer the, one. The beer commercial? Yeah, beer commercial, Budweiser, yeah. Bud Light. I why know, is that normal, separate? Why is Miller I guess they not do, on there? Do they already know which ones won't be there? Yeah, they must or know. They, are they all owned by the same company? No, Bud and Bud Light are owned differently. Um, they're in Bev. Stella's in Bev. I think Michelob is as well. Yeah, those might all be all. Those all might be in Bev. Right. So it's who who they think is going to be the first in Bev. In Bev, right? Like which which because that's a big brand push, right? Whichever one you pick first is the one you're pushing in the in the hierarchy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't all right. I'm trying to figure out why they got so many listed in, but they're only one type. So making me laugh. All right. All right. Cool, cool. All right. I mean, no, it's going to be it, these. Uh, the prop bets are great. Uh, you know, honestly, I would just do gentlemen's bets with them. Um, oh yeah, I can live with that. Yeah. Bet, bet for beer sips. Bet for shots. If you're really getting after it on a Sunday. Yeah. 
Certainly we're not be, same, certainly not the same level of of intensity that I think I've been drained a lot from last year's Super Bowl. I'm very excited, but I don't have the same energy level for it. No, I, it's a weird feeling. I mean, the only other Super Bowl experience we have is from 2005 and 2000 into the 2006 Super Bowl, too young. in which I remember I had like friends over for that yeah. for the for the Steelers Seahawks game, but like. I mean, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't really drinking beer then. I wasn't really like partying. I was partying, you know, hanging out with people. But I wasn't like, you know, getting after it. You know what I mean? Like getting in one. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a weird weird feeling of of that. I was you know in my parents' basement, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm incredibly excited for it. We're gonna have to be taking it easy because this weekend we hinted out of the top of the program, but this weekend Maddie D and I. We'll be down in Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale to be specific, for the Waste Management Phoenix Open for our buddy's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And Matt, I am incredibly excited for this tournament. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, it's just I it's not really a bachelor party, okay? I mean, I don't want Airbnb. It's not a bachelor party, okay? We're just friends going down to see the Waste Management Open. It's the only reason we're there, okay? Airbnb. It's the only reason we're there, all right? We're not there for a bachelor party. We are there to see the Waste Management Open. I want to make sure I clear okay. the air for anybody listening, like Airbnb. Um, you know, just friends visiting for the waste management. Program. We're all just friends. I am fired up uh, to go to see it. I've never. I mean, I've heard so many good things about it, but I've never. I've never. I mean, I never got to experience it in person. We're gonna. I mean, it's gonna be a big day. I'm gonna be. We're gonna be beat by the end. But um, I am. I just, I'm excited to walk. I'm excited to to, to cheer. I'm excited that it'll be loud at a sporting a, a golf a golf event. I mean, it's it's the only one like it in the world. Um, yep. I I cannot wait. Uh, yeah, and I would tell you, I would expect the pictures that you can all see, the great Instagram photos that G Man and myself will be taking to slowly get more and more out of focus, slowly get blurrier, and slowly get crappier as the day goes on. Um, but that's yeah. due to weather. Really, it's really a weather event that'll probably be occurring. Not, not yeah, that's a good point. It's supposed to rain. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've been to I've been to a few events. I've been to, I went to the U.S. Open. Was at Marion. I know you were at the BMW last year when it was at Aronimic. Uh-huh. Uh Right down the road from Aronimic, Waynesboro used to have a tournament every year. Uh, that was a good time, but those are the only real golf events I've had. But this is going to be nothing like it. This no, is going to be so different. much fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on the 16th hole. We will, as Matt said, be putting a billion pictures up on our Instagram. You need to follow us, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. If you don't already, make sure to follow us. We put up stories from basically every game we go to, whether it's a Flyers game, which is mostly Matt at those games, a Sixers game, which is mostly me, Phillies, not because we don't like the other teams, just our respective female companions have the – hookups for us to be there designated beneficiaries uh phillies games eagles games all that good stuff if we're there we're putting stuff up on our feed you got to follow it as well as our twitter thunder blg is the twitter there facebook thunderblock sports is our page um and we might be having some announcements with that manity and i have to have a little business meeting to discuss that but matt thank you as always and i'll be seeing you in probably about 14 hours when we're at the airport? Yeah, just about. Just yeah. about. 
Yeah, you'll be that. hearing this probably when we're in the air. So there you go. There you hopefully, go. if we, you know, if our plane goes down, then you're hearing our ghost. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, All no, right, it, man. It's gonna be a great weekend. Great, great Super Bowl coming up. I can't wait to tune in and watch the dynasty continue. My boy, my boy, get his, his sixth. <laughs> you couldn't tell as big of an Eagles fan Matt is. He gets. Much bigger Patriot boners from Tom Brady. But that's going to do it for us here on the Fun V Tailgate. Thank you so much for everybody that's listened all season long. Uh, and if you came in mid-season, thank you for joining us. And make sure to continue to follow us on you know all the different social media. Subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Uh, because we are still pumping out Blue Line Icings. The bullpen cart is right around the corner with our spring training previews. Uh, Matt, thank you for being an awesome co-host. This was a ton of fun this year. No problem. Love being here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us. I am the G-Man. Let's go, Birds. And Patriots. I'm betting money on them. Woo!